daily news and analysis. We keep you informed and inspired. This is World Today. Hello and welcome to World Today. I'm Ding Han in Beijing. The San Francisco meeting between Chinese President Xi Jinping and his U.S. counterpart Joe Biden has concluded. This is the first in-person interaction between the two leaders since last year's G20 summit in Bali. My colleague Zhao Yunfei has more on what President Xi Jinping said at the meeting's opening. In President Xi's remarks, he mentioned that、uh, he hoped that the meeting will bring benefits to both the countries. And he said, "I quote:、uh, 'Major country diplomacy is not a backdrop of international competition.'" And uh, President Xi uh, said to President Biden that、uh, China is playing a responsible role, and that both countries should be responsible for the world's development. And he hoped that he can bring more consensus. Uh, during the talks with Mr. Biden, also in the opening remarks, President Xi has echoed what he has mentioned in the past: the three general proposals、uh, when it comes to、uh, working with the United States, which is the mutual respect, peaceful coexistence, and win-win cooperation. Zhao Yunfei reporting. For more, I'm joined by Dr. Rongying, Vice President of the China Institute of International Studies, and Rick Dunham. Former White House reporter of Business Week and a co-director of Global Business Journalism program was Tsinghua University. Dr. Rong, now President Xi Jinping said to President Biden that a lot has happened since their last meeting in Bali, Indonesia. So, in your understanding, what do you think Xi Jinping was pointing to here when he said a lot has happened? Well, I think President Xi certainly is referring to the、uh, issues. I mean, the events that are taking place between China and the United States, but also I think、uh, very much in the sense that, as in the as the regional and the global uh, uh, sort of a context, if we look at the region,、uh, bilateral context, I think uh, uh, despite the.、Uh, Consensus and understanding that have been reached almost exactly one year ago in Bali.、Uh, the relationship, unfortunately, has been suffered from ups and downs. It was not until in recent months that I've seen the、uh, relationship started to、uh, stabilize, or is believed to stabilize, as the、uh, uh, the two sides are working very closely to prepare the ground for the meeting. So I think. The questions certainly have to be asked. That what happened bilaterally, as a regional and a global issues, of course, I think uh, uh, the global issues which uh, uh, would call upon、uh, better coordination, better, more effective co-、uh, communication between China and the United States. So by making the taking stock or making a point that、uh, lots has happened, certainly the presidency. Is is trying to、uh, make the point that uh, uh, these developments makes it more necessary for China and the United States to not only to maintain but also I think to deepen communication. Okay, now Professor Rick Dunham. Um, in your understanding, I mean, of course, when we talk about the leaders' talk in Bali last year and some of the points of consensus they managed to reach at the time, 
they generated some optimism about the bilateral ties.、Uh, but、uh, do you think what has happened after that has been in line with the two sides' expectation? Um, I don't think so. I, I think there, were, there, there, there was one big unexpected incident that threw everything off, and that was the balloon incident when the Chinese balloon flew over the United States. The United States、uh, responded very strongly, and、uh, the Chinese side、uh, thought that it was、uh, way blown out of proportion. And I, I don't think that the, that the relations ever have gotten back together. I think that the two presidents built. Uh, built something in Bali that uh, was was、uh, crushed by this lack of trust on both sides, and I think right now, first step is starting to rebuild the trust, rebuild the the, the ability of the two nations to talk together、uh, and to work together on issues of common interest, starting with、uh, climate change,、uh, which I think was a major announcement on the、uh, by, by by the two countries. Ahead of the、uh, climate change、uh, conference that's going that's, that's going to happen in the、uh, in the UAE coming up,、mm-hmm. and also President Xi Jinping noted that the world has emerged from COVID nineteen pandemic, but really the tremendous impact of the pandemic is still over there. The global economy is recovering, but its、um, momentum remains very sluggish. So, Professor Dunham. Do you think this is、um, the primary reason why、uh, China and the United States must rise above their differences to seek ways to work together? Well, it's very important. I would say it is one of two primary reasons, and I don't think you can have a number one and a number two. I mean, yes, the, 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 these two are the largest. Two countries have the largest economies in the world. And、uh, growth in China, growth in the United States, is absolutely vital to, to, to the global economy.、Uh, and yes, the COVID pandemic、uh, cost China and cost countries around the world a lot in terms of their economy.、Uh, especially in the developing world, countries went into a lot of debt fighting off the pandemic and were not able to grow economically.、Uh, so, so yes, it, it is very important. But I also think that the other primary reason that they must work together is global peace. I mean, I don't mean to be、uh, over, overly idealistic here, but U.S. and China must be able to work together in global hotspots, whether it's to help resolve the situation in Ukraine, help work toward peace and a two-state solution、uh, in Israel and、uh, and Palestinian territories. Or just not have、uh, high tensions、uh, in in areas like the South China Sea, other issues like that. So I think both of those are the key reasons why the two countries must be able to work together.、Hmm. So, Doctor Zhong,、um, President Xi Jinping also said that the China-U.S. relationship has never been smooth sailing over the past fifty years and more, yet. This relationship has kept moving forward with twists and turns.、Uh, what is your take on this? In the foreseeable future, do you think this relationship will continue to move forward despite some twists and turns, despite some conflicts or confrontation? Yeah, I think、uh, as we look at back the past fifty、uh, years and more, 
of the relationship and try to understand the imperative, the need for conversation, for communication, or meeting like that. We really have to really take a historical approach. But more importantly, I think we really have to balance uh, the uh, to have develop a narrative that the re- the importance of a relationship. Both we need to address challenges arising not only bilaterally but also I think uh, at the regional and global context. This is I think the uh, uh, responsibility for major countries. And also I think we also need to work uh, to look at the relationship from uh, the the positive side, where if China and the United States work together, we can make a huge difference. That's, I think, the news uh, that uh, the agreement uh, for climate change uh, makes a difference. The way that it was uh, uh, announced before the summit adds to the significance of uh, of the benefits China and the United States work to bring to, not only to bilateral, but also a global context. So uh, if we are able to promote a narrative uh, like that, and I think we can have some certainly confidence or we can uh, expect that despite the complexity, China and the United States, I mean, the relationship is so complex. It is only natural because big countries, because of history, historical, uh, cultural, and of course, political differences with different systems. And but if we take a balanced approach uh, by looking at the, our history, learn the right lessons, then we'll be able to have a more balanced, a more objective sense of the relationship in the future. As we are talking about, the relationship will continue to face problems, challenges. But if we do that, then we were able to uh, argue that the relationship is so important, so significant. But it's also so complicated. Mm. So, Professor Rick Dunham, uh, President Xi Jinping has underscored his views, which he said has been have been consistent that major country competition is not the prevailing trend of our current times. So, what is your thought in this regard? For example, do you think major major power competition can solve the problems? Facing China or the United States or the world at large today, I think that the issue would be how you define major power competition. I think in terms of economic competition, it's good for the world. Uh, if if you have uh, if if you have two countries uh, competing to be innovative, uh, competing to build the best products at the lowest prices uh, for export to the world, that's good. If you have major Uh, major party competition uh, that that involves arms races, that involves uh, global hotspots. It's not good. I think if if you talk about the the competition as another Cold War, I think that's a terrible idea. So uh, let's let's just let's. Uh, so I think leave the competition to economic competition, where free enterprise is good for everybody. And let's avoid the kind of competition、uh, that leads to arms races and and and、uh, and leads to global、uh, global hotspots.、Uh, so I, so I think in that way it's absolutely right. Okay. So Dr. Rong, 
With regard to this particular point by President Xi Jinping, that our planet is big enough for the two countries, I mean U.S. and China, to succeed, and one country's success represents an opportunity for the other.、Uh, what is your take in this point? For example, would you agree that、uh, China's、um, economic development has benefited and will continue to benefit the United States? Yeah, I think that's exactly the why we need to have a proper sort of a debate or proper understanding of what was the、uh, the nature of the relation, or how we define the nature of the relationship.、Uh, certainly, I agree with my、uh, co-panelists that、uh, the relationship should not define、uh, simplistically as competition. It is true. I think China and United States have competition. And have intense competition, and I think as far as China is concerned, China is not afraid of competition as long as the competition is conducted or carried in a fair, in a in 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 a way that brings that promotes or pushes the two sides,、uh, the two countries to grow. That's exactly I think the reason why China is has been consistently making the argument that the world is big enough. For China and the and the United States to develop, and the two sides、uh, can, if manage the competitions well, for common development. And of course, that raises the question: is how to compete, compete in a in a constructive or in a healthy way. That is exactly, I think, China and the United States should work on. And that is why I think President Xi, in his opening remarks. Made the point that、uh, the competition, I mean,、mm. should not view the relationship in a totally negative way, and rather it should understand the relationship. I mean, to suppress or、uh, bring a sort of getting way the others、uh, sort of development that not necessary、uh, would help the development of others. The Chinese argument reminds me. That is something like sports event. If we pursue the relationship, despite the risk of oversimplicity, is like a boxer boxing games that you intend to hit somebody, knock out down. That is something like it, it, it is a bad competition. But it's a kind of a race. It's a race.、Uh, it's there's a competition, but it's the competition in the end that would help. The two sides. I mean, two players to grow. Despite in the end, I mean, there will be winners. But of course, as far as China is concerned, the relationship is much、uh, sort of complicated. And China is not aiming who is losing and、uh, or winning, rather an a win-win result. So mutual learning and mutual benefit, and obviously over the course of China's say reform and opening up over the past few decades, definitely China has、uh, gained from the success of the United States as well. So,、um, Professor Rick Dunham, do you think it is、um, unrealistic, as President Xi Jinping said here, that? Um, it is unrealistic for one side to remodel the other side.、Um, I, I do think that that is unrealistic.、Uh, I, for decades, there was a prevailing conventional wisdom in America that opening up and reform in China would lead to、uh, democratic political reform, 
that the whole idea of uh, of, of 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 a uh, of a more open uh, economy to the world. Uh, I think that was unrealistic. That was that was following the the uh, American philosophy uh, of, uh, of 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 economic reform always being coupled with political reform. Um, I don't think that the United States could ever remodel China in in the form of uh, Western democracy, nor China could ever uh, ever remodel the United States in terms of uh, of socialism with Chinese characteristics. But I think what the two countries can do is have enough confidence in their own system to be able to honestly talk about differences without uh, without those uh, the, that discussion uh, deal, uh, hurting the, the trust between the countries. Uh, so I, I I really do think that uh, that the two countries should go beyond the thought of remodeling the other and get into a mature uh, relationship that's based on trust where you can criticize the other without it uh, without it damaging uh, the relations uh, because there is there's an understanding of uh, uh, that you're not trying to remodel and change the basic system of the other nation mm. so dr. Rongying how would you respond to these points by Rick here I mean respecting each other quote-unquote uh, this is something that can be uh, easily said but in in real practices, how do you think uh, the two sides, the U.S. and China, can put away pride and prejudice and some of the biased views in order to pursue genuine, you know, peaceful coexistence? Yeah, that's exactly I think the one of the uh, or I mean the three key words uh, President Xi has uh, sort of uh, proposed for. The uh, relationship China United States uh, mutual respect, uh, peaceful coexistence, and a win-win result. And I think, for, as far as China is concerned, uh, we are very much uh, looking uh, forward to have a conversation, communication, and the interaction. By mutual respect, I think uh, certainly it means a lot. But the most simple, the starting point, the point of departure is, of course, respect the each other's history respect each other's culture, but more importantly, respect the, the uh, each other's um, the system, political social system that has been uh, developed based on its own history and by its people. And on this regard, China and the United States do have differences, but that, that these differences has should not I mean prevent a conversation like that. China is very much open to that. By I think President Xi. Uh, by by making a statement that China is uh, has no intention, does not seek to remodel uh, the United States or replace the uh, United States for whatever reason, uh, and China certainly does not want to be uh, remodeled, is just is very uh, is a very important statement, and but the and it it should certainly should serve as a starting point for conversations for interactions uh, on that. Having said that, I think China is very much open to conversations, to dialogues uh, based on, I mean, certainly on the principle of peaceful, uh, of uh, mutual respect. And China understands very well uh, social, economic, uh, political development is an ongoing process. And there's no one can 
say, can announce that their system is perfect, no mistake, no problem at all. Rather, I think China believes, strongly believes that this is a process uh, that has been, should be uh, uh, perfecting, should, should work together. And working together, learning from each other, from each other's experience, based on mutual respect, is the right way. I think this is, this is very much important uh, to win uh, or to restore uh, trust mm. and confidence. And, uh, and it should serve as one of the important norms for, uh, for China and the United States uh, interactions in the, today and in the future. Mm, okay, so Rick, um, with regard to uh, Biden's comments, um, he said he and President Xi Jinping have known each other for a long time. While they don't always agree, their meetings have always been "quote unquote" candid, straightforward, and useful. So, what do you think this tells us about Mr. Biden's mindset or expectation about this meeting? I think it tells us a lot. Uh, Joe Biden has a philosophy about foreign relations, about international uh, relationships, that it's, they're all based on personal relationships. Uh, and that's what he has done through his 50-year political career. He has tried to build relationships. And he and, he and uh, President Xi Jinping have known each other since uh, they were both vice presidents of their nations, and they've, they've, they've met a number of times, um, and he believes that there is a trust between them where they can talk candidly about differences. I think that's good, but I think that that's only one step. Uh, you, can, you can have that trust, and you can have issues uh, that can't be solved. So I think that, that it's naive to think that personal relationships will do everything, uh, but I think it, it, it is very helpful when the two sides can talk candidly uh, and they don't just recite talking points and talk past each other. So uh, I, 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 I do think that that's a good point that President Biden makes, but I don't think that it is enough to bring the United States and, and China together on, on key issues alone. Hmm. And of course, one thing President Biden emphasized is that is about no misconceptions or miscommunications. So I guess in this regard, uh, both sides are doing something at the sort of uh, institutional level to try to prevent misconceptions or miscommunication. So the final question before we let you go, uh, Professor Dunham, in many ways, I guess the bilateral relationship should be perceived or envisioned in a sort of global context. So how do you think uh, we can make sure that this relationship will develop in a way that not only benefits the two countries, but also fulfills a shared responsibility for, for, for humankind? Yeah, I think that that is one of, one of the most important things that could come out of this. Um, it, it's working together on issues where there are common concerns and overall agreements on where you're going, uh, like climate change, uh, like dealing with uh, global health issues, like dealing with international terrorism, uh, where, where the, two, the two countries could be leaders in the world, leaders both bilaterally and, and 
multilaterally with the United Nations or global institutions. But I, I, I do think the second part is to be able to, as you, as you just said, move forward in terms of communication so there are not misconceptions, there are not miscommunications, uh, and that where there are global hotspots, uh, the United States and China can act as mediators rather than making the situation uh, worse, either diplomatically or by sending military equipment in to benefit one side in a, uh, in a dangerous global hotspot. Dr. Rongying, Vice President of the China Institute of International Studies, and Rick Dunham, former White House reporter of Business Week and a co-director of Global Business Journalism Program with Tsinghua University. That's all the time for this edition of World Today. To listen to this episode again or to catch up on our previous episodes, you can download our podcast by searching World Today. I'm Ding Han in Beijing. Thank you so much for listening. Bye for now.